Shalom Aleichem, this is Rabbi Kovacs, and Mishniomi is continuing for July 27th. Tisha B'Av, we are pre-recording so we can learn in advance and have the Mishnah under our belt. We are in Chapter 2 of Beitza at Mishnah Dalit, Mishnah 4. Beit Shammai Omrim, Beit Shammai holds, Mevin Shlamim, the Ein Somchin Aleichem, you can bring a carbon Shlamim. Now, Shlamim is Shalom, a peace offering, and it's a peace offering because the owners get to eat some, the Kohanim get to eat some, and the Mizbeach consumes some in fire. Ve'en somachin alehem means we do not do the smicha. Now, smicha is the resting of hands, the leaning on the animal that's done before the carbon is brought. It's actually a pasuk in Vayikra. There's more than one pasuk in Vayikra. V'samach yadu arosh karbanosh, chato, petachol So it's a biblical requirement to do smicha. But as we're going to see in chapter 5 of Beitzah, there is a rabbinical restriction from using animals on Yom Tov, specifically riding animals or leaning one's weight onto animals. We're going to see that's Asr Mishum Shvut, a rabbinical decree. So we have a tension here between the prohibition of using an animal and the requirement to lean on an animal right before Shechita in the temple. So Beit Shemai actually allows bringing shlamim because you eat them, Mishum Ochel Nefesh, you can do Ochel Nefesh, on Yom Tov, so since you're going to eat some of it, that's perfectly fine. But the smicha we don't do on Yom Tov. Now, he does hold the Gemara explains. It's like Daf 20 in Beitzah. The Gemara explains, he says, you could do smicha Erev Yom Tov, like as a preparation. Whereas Beit Hillel, we're going to see, holds Tekef L'Smicha Shechita. Shechita has to be right before the Shechita. So Beit Shammai says, we'll actually bring Shlamim. There's Ochel Nefesh. You could do the do the, um, the Smicha yesterday. Avodo Olot. You can't bring an Ola, an elevation offering, because that's totally burnt in the Mizbeach. No one's eating it. Now, of course, the Olat Tamid, the regular daily offerings, and the Musaf offerings for Yom Tov, those, of course, would be brought, according to Beit Shammai, according to everyone. He said, with a personal Ola, the Olat Riyah, we're going to talk about in Masechet Chagiga, the Ola offering that someone brings when he comes to the temple for a festival. And the Shlomim we're talking about is the Shalmei Chagiga. That's the peace offering of the festival that's eaten in the festival. There's also a Shalmei Simcha. If someone has a big family or a big group and they need more meat, they'll bring additional Shlomim also. Beit Omrim, Beit disagrees. Mevin Shlomim Ve'olot. You can bring Shlomim which you eat and Olot which you don't eat. V'somchin Aleihem. And you can do the Smicha on Yom Tov itself. Because tekev l'smicha shechita has to be done right before. Now, this machlokis is actually not just Hillel and Shami. This is very famous uh, in Pirkei Avot and other places. The sources say there was no lasting disagreement in, among these sages until this disagreement. There's a Mishnah in the second chapter of Chagiga. It's actually brought in the Gemara and Daf 16a at the bottom. Yosi ben Yuezer Omer Shalolismoch. Yosef ben Yochanan Omer Lismoch. Yeshua ben Prachi Omer Shalolismoch. These names may be very familiar from Pirkei Avot. This is the first lasting multi-generational machlokis among the Jewish sages. What eventually happened, it's pelletic. It's amazing. The Gemara in Beit Zadav 20 brings what happened in the temple Hillel, Hillel himself, Hillel Azakin, went with a carbon ola on Yom Tov, and the Talmidim from Beit Hillel threatened to beat him up because he was about to do smicha on this carbon. So he says, no, it's a shlami, maybe, yeah. So it seems like publicly the students of Beit Shammai were intimidating people trying to do smicha in the temple on Yom Tov. 
what happens is Bava ben Buta, that famous Bava ben Buta, was a Talmud from Beit Shammai, but he knew the halacha was like Beit Hillel, and he went out and bought up all the best Tzon Kedar, the best uh, animals suitable for offerings, and he invited everyone in and said, free karbanot for everyone on Yom Tov. You just need to do smicha. So he came and did a public demonstration that halacha is like Beit Hillel by having hundreds or thousands of people do smicha on their karbanot on Yom Tov. We see from here, sometimes when there's a public misunderstanding, people assume the, that the law is like something. Sometimes it requires a very strong personality to make a public display in the opposite direction and really show the people what really the halacha is. You have to, of course, be very sure that you know what the halacha is. On to Mishnah. Hey, Beit Shammai Omrim, lo yecham odam hamin loroglov. A person may not heat up hot water for his feet. It was common practice to wash not just the hands but the feet because if you're wearing sandals, you have dusty roads, they're going to get very dirty. However, to warm up water only for washing, he did not allow. Unless they're fitting to drink. Now, Beisham would require you're actually drinking it. If you warmed up water for drinking, which is ochel nefesh, make some tea, some coffee, they didn't have coffee back then which itself is a musr that they accomplished so much in Torah without coffee, and we need coffee just to get out of bed. Anyway, Beit Shammai says you need to heat up the water davka to drink it for ochel nefesh in order to wash your feet with it. Beit Hillel allows one to heat up the water even just to wash their feet. Now, Gemara explains not just the feet, but also the face and the hands. Now, this leads to an incredibly deep discussion that we cannot do justice in the time we have. And, of course, we don't paskin from the Mishnah, consult your local Orthodox posek. But about showering on Yom Tov, there is quite a degree of machlokis. Some say you should not shower at all. Some poskim allow showering half of the body or just the face, the hands, and the feet, like this Mishnah says. Uh, some allow hot water, some warm water, some cold water. There's a chiluk if the water was heated up before Yom Tov or on Yom Tov or a dud shemesh in Eretz Yisrael or a water heater that new water comes into it in Chutz Laaretz. So in short, the halakha of showering on Yom Tov is incredibly uh, nuanced. There are poskim who are lenient. If there's a real need, there's a tsar balechayim, or you understand a benadam lachaveiro, if someone shows up to shul and they really uh, have an have a odor. But of course, to consult one's own posek is advisable. Yeshakuchachem and zaygezunt. If we have to fast this year, everyone should have a meaningful uh, fast and a experience that brings us closer to the Gula and closer to having the temple back in Yerushalayim. Skulim is what? Finally, the last line of the Mishnah, which I forgot before, Someone could make a fire, meaning not light a fire. It doesn't say madlik. Someone can transfer flames and fire in Yom Tov, but not light a new fire. Someone can create a fire from an existing fire and warm himself opposite the fire. Now again, this is according to Beit Hillel. Beit Shammah would allow it only for Ochel Nefesh if you're actually cooking Beit Hillel says, Since you can, you know, create this fire for Ochel Nefesh to cook on, you can also warm up your body on that fire as well. Yeshar Kuchachem.